the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Bishop Derek Greer, the radio ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. We're so glad you joined us, and we pray that you are strengthened and transformed by God's Word today. As always, you can access this teaching and more for free on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. Let's get into the Word as we continue the teaching from our previous broadcast. You see, Jesus, we say Jesus walked on water. But, but really, matter of fact, I'm, I'm a little bit ahead of myself. It would be presumptuous for me to go onto the uh, Potomac and just walk because I think I'm a water walking Christian. But if God said come, it would make, it wouldn't make sense for me to stay on the shore. Jesus had no transportation to get to where he was going. So God had to provide. And I, I, I love to have plans that work, and I, I love convention and, and practical things. But when, when natural things fall short, that's when God does the extraordinary. So when you find yourself in a situation where there is no natural help, God's about to do something that's never been done before. And and you also see a little one-upmanship here because Moses parted the Red Sea, walked on dry ground. Jesus like, I'm going to do one better. I'm going to walk on the sea without God drying it up. So Jesus spoke to him saying, be of good cheer. See, when you're at the lowest, you got to learn to look to the highest. He said, be of good cheer. This is, it's not the devil. The devil didn't delay Jesus on that mountain. There wasn't spiritual warfare that kept Jesus from getting to the disciples. Jesus was working on something. He said, it is I. You may think you're failing. The friends who are supposed to be rowing with you may be failing, but God's word will never fail. He said, it is I, and you don't catch the tone here, but when you look at it in the Greek, Jesus is leaning in. Stop being afraid. Stop all that worrying. Stop all that fretting. You may be surprised by the length of your journey. 
You may be surprised by the challenges you face on your journey, but I am not. But watch this next verse. And Peter answered. In moments like this, when, you know, God misses our timetable and all the rest, this is when we get passive aggressive. We start ignoring God, pretending he doesn't exist, ignoring the words like, oh, I'm going to do stuff my own way. But watch what Peter did. In the midst of the crisis, he answered. The journey didn't go as hoped. It was harder than he imagined. But Peter did not stop answering to God. And every now and then I feel a temptation. I don't feel like doing what you got me to do anymore, Lord. And I feel I have an excuse because it was harder. It took longer. Maybe I'm tired of the people I'm in the boat with. I'm tired of my situation. And I feel that that justifies me ignoring the voice of God. But when things don't go as planned... God is still God. And you got to stop falling in love with your plans and fall in love with your God. Mm -hmm. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. Now, this was a bold ask. And the disciples were, were probably, you know, like, oh, there goes Peter again. Who does he think he is to ask Jesus, you know, such, such things? But if you're going to do anything, anything great for God, you can't stay in the same boat as everyone else. A few weeks ago, I had too many people in my ears that didn't know what they were talking about. And the Lord literally spoke to my heart. He said, Derek, stop listening to people who have never done anything for me or you're going to end up just like them. You need to qualify those that are speaking into your life. Jesus was successfully walking on water so he could tell Peter, come on and do what I do. But if you can't successfully do it, don't tell me to follow your advice. You hear what I'm saying? We need to qualify people. Opinions are a dime a dozen. Everyone got one and thinks everyone else stinks. You hear what I'm saying? But Jesus, who was doing it, said, come. Now listen, he's hearing, people have a right to their opinions. But when God's word is clear, I also have a right to ignore it. Y'all not sure to clap or say what? All right. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, sometimes you got to risk making a mistake. Sometimes you got to risk being criticized. If you're not willing to risk business as usual, don't be surprised when your life ends up just ordinary. And when Peter came down out of the boat, he walked on the water. Now, Peter only walked on the water because he was walking on God's word. And if you need to walk above a situation in your life that's trying to bring you down, you need to put a word on it. You need to hear God's word on it and hold it and stand on it. 
He walked on the water to go to Jesus. This is important. If you want to be with Jesus, you're going to need to follow his word. If you want to really know Jesus, be with Jesus, experience Jesus, you're going to have to obey and follow his word. If he says stop, stop. If he says come, come. If he says wait, wait. But watch this next verse. But when he saw the wind was boisterous, he got his eyes off Jesus, onto the problem, onto the limitations. Watch the results. He was afraid. When he first stepped out of the boat, he was in faith. But what I want to tell you guys is your long-term emotional state is not determined by your circumstances, but by your focus. When he got his eyes off the word, that's when he got afraid. (laughs) So are you focused on the size of your problem or the size of your God? (laughs) And beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. God still hears the sinner's prayer. Just because you didn't get everything right doesn't mean God doesn't save. Now, people can criticize Peter all they want, but they need to to understand at least he got out the boat. You know, the old folks used to say, shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you'll be amongst the stars. This is where Peter found himself. And immediately, God didn't get it all right. A guy that they were probably thinking, oh, Peter's going down. Immediately. Because he tried. Jesus stretched out his hand. I know a Jesus that can still keep you from sinking. And he caught him. His grip was strong enough to keep him. His grip is strong enough to keep you. He will catch you. But here's the, you got to call him. You got to call him. You got to call him. But watch this. And I'm coming in for a quick landing this morning. So he didn't reprimand him saying, you know, all all this bad stuff. Um, You know, you're an idiot, da, da, da. He forced caught him. But now he teaches him the lesson. After Peter's safe, he said to him, oh, you of little faith. Okay. So the real problem was not the waves or the wind. The problem was not really Peter's circumstances. According to Jesus, his problem was his little faith. Here's what I want to say to you this morning. A little faith is still true faith. A little faith can get you started. A little faith will get you out of the same boat with with everybody else. But the failing of a little faith is it's easily affected by circumstances. A little faith exaggerates the danger. 
A little faith tends to have a high opinion of its own power. And actually this OU of little faith, the reason it's written that way is because Jesus was literally calling Peter a name. He was calling him little faith guy. It sounds so nice, OU of little faith. It's like little faith guy. Why? Y'all supposed to be so reasonable and, you know, today we're so modern and contemporary. Why did you doubt? Just as a reasonable person needs verification before they believe. We should require verification before we doubt. What I want you to see, in a minute you'll see it in your life, just like I'm sharing it about Peter's life. What Peter was doing was working. Peter was the second man in human history to walk on water and the first after Jesus. So it was working. He was doing it. Why did he start to over? Think it. And what God is saying to some of us in this room, you've already lasted longer than you thought you could last. You've already gotten better than you ever thought you could, 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 could be before. Why do you doubt that he that begun a good work won't complete it in him? And what I want to show you today is how illogical fear is. It's irrational. Particularly, see, we think our fears are justified. And because we think we're, they're justified, we, we, we don't repent of them, we don't turn from them, we, we just keep saying, I'm afraid because, I feel this because. But in God's mind, there was no justification. He was already doing it. And the reason I had so many iterations of this message and I had to change a lot of stuff up because he was almost yelling at me through this, 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 this deal. And I think I'm a little better in this service than I was in the last in terms of the, the tone. Um, but, you know, we've raised as a church, and I don't throw out numbers. I don't even talk about this stuff normally, but I just felt y'all need to hear this. For the last few years, we raised $9 million. Yep. And you're standing in it right now. We're not where we want to be in it, but we're standing in it right now. All right. It's just a tool. It's just a tool that we, we're going to use to, to win more souls and, and grow more people. But this last, this last 500,000 has been kicking my tail. Every time we raise it, another 100,000 shows up. Another 100,000 shows up. And I caught myself asking, maybe what they said was true. Maybe you can't do what you, you're doing. God, wait, 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 wait. So you're already doing it. Without begging and without pleading and making everybody uncomfortable. Nine million dollars. 
And now, you're standing in the building, and now, the parking lot is paved, and now, the kids even have bubbles up on their walls in the hall, and now, we're getting furniture in our foyer, and now, So, Minister Andre, God took you from all that crack cocaine. You just preached it so I can say it out loud. Two parents on heroin. He could take you this far. But he can't take you into where you need to go? Have you lost your mind? You are a certified electrician? Despite your issues and challenges, he cannot take you into this next stage of life, this next level of life, this, this next season of life. We started this church with 12 people. With 6,000, don't tell me what God can't do. God has brought you too far. He's been too faithful for you to doubt. This is just, this is Bill, who he cares about. It's just an analogy, you know. But, but he don't care about Bill, he cares about people. And what he did in this, this thing that don't even breathe, he'll do for you. But, but God's saying this to you. I know what the doctor said, but, but I, you also know some things you weren't supposed to live through before. This uncircumcised Philistine would be just like the lion and just like the bear. Now you have a resume. Now you have a track record. There's no excuse. He's been too faithful. Too faithful. Too faithful. For you to turn back. Now. Why? Some of y'all have degrees. Why? You're supposed to be so smart. And just about all of y'all have above average intelligence as I talk to y'all. So smart, but so dumb. Why, Jesus said, why? Why? <laughs> why did you doubt? Watch 32 and I'm done. And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. You see, this life is just props. The situations we're in, they're just props. You see, the natural world came out of the spiritual world. So the eternal produced the temporal. But then we go back to the eternal. You see, the natural are just props. 
The storm was just a test. It was just a temporary situation for them to show what was in their heart. But what I want you to see here, as soon as they learned what Jesus wanted them to learn, God was ready to move on. Let me read it again. When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. The wind was just a prop. Jesus could have came the first watch and gave you the man you're believing for, the woman you're believing for. He could have came to the, the second watch to, 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 to maybe uh, manifest the healing in your body or, or, or to pay that certain bill. He could have come in the third, but there's certain things in us. There's certain things that don't show up until late in the game. And God is not just trying to give us things. He's trying to develop us. He was going to leave these disciples with his message. He was physically going to go to the cross, then, then, then go to the Father. He was going to ascend and go to the Father. He would never minister as a uh, physical uh, flesh and blood man again. He's only with us through the Spirit now. So he had to leave the responsibility of writing the Bible, our salvation. Everything we hear today was on the shoulders of these men. So he had to not just give them what he wanted, he needed to build them into what he wanted. And a lot of times, our hearts are like, Lord, give me, instead of Lord, build me. And we're frustrated because we don't get it when we want it, but God's like, I'm not just trying to get your stuff, I'm trying to build you into who you need to be. And God wanted some fourth watch apostles. He wanted some apostles that get through round one, round five, round seven. Man, they get knocked down and in round eight, get up again, but show up for the bell. You hear what I'm saying? Round 13. That's the type of people he was building. So he intentionally delayed. Some of the delays in your life are not the devil. It's not a ghost. God's trying to produce something. He brings something out of you. He's also trying to teach you something. It says here, and when they got into the boat, after the lessons were learned, the wind ceased. I submit to you today, some of the wind, some of the waves, some of the storm in your life is just a prop. Waiting for you to be bold in the midst of it. Waiting for you to call on that name that's above every name. So if you want to move on with God, take the risk, learn the lesson. Sometimes it's the smallest step in the right direction that ends up being your biggest step in life. Tiptoe. If you have to, but take the step. So I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're dealing with. But God's word still reigns. God's word is still sovereign. God's word is still true. 
Hold on to it and it will keep you. God is not just out to get your things. He's trying to make you into the man, the woman that he wants you to be, the grandmother, the grandfather, the father, the, 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 the mother, the sister, the brother, the niece, the nephew. He's trying to make you into who your generation needs, who your family needs, who your church needs. Your church needs some fourth quarter people, some people that could sell someone young. I know you're in the first quarter, but listen, God knows he sees. If you hang on there, let me tell you, it was the fourth quarter before I got it. If he did it for me, believe me, he'll do it for you. We need some fourth quarter people, believers in God. To nurture and, and lead others and, and, and be big brothers and big sisters to those coming behind us. So I know what you feel like about your situation. But your life is not just your life. God wants to use your life to impact others. God sees. He knows where you are. And at the right time. He will show up. And if you're bold enough to lean into that moment, you'll be able to do something you've never done before. And you have a testimony the world has not heard before. But it's up to you to take the step. Anybody get anything out of that message today? This has been Live Big with Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at gracechurchva.tv. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.